This is Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions voiced in Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning. Wealth advisor, certified financial planner, accredited investment fiduciary, and we're going to start out today talking about the fact that the game is not over. At the beginning of the season, not many predicted that the Philadelphia Eagles would be in the Super Bowl this year. But they had a fantastic season and are favored over the Kansas City Chiefs. Predicting this economy is equally hard. Anyone who thinks that they know exactly how things will turn out is fooling themselves. COVID policies, lockdowns, massive borrowing, and money printing to pay people not to work have never been tried before. So what happens is still up in the air. It seems just like yesterday. The zero hedge, with help from the Philadelphia Fed, was trying to convince people that job growth was non-existent in the second quarter of 22. Never mind the fact that they purposely conflated the two different measures of jobs. It just wasn't true. So it must have come as a shock to those who believe that nonsense that in January, after equivalent of 17 quarter point Fred hikes, jobs data and hours worked exploded to the upside. Non-farm payrolls rose 517,000, while revisions to prior months added an additional 71,000. Not one economics group even remotely came close to getting this number right. And the print was especially surprising after seeing retail sales fall 4.3% and industrial production fall 5.2% after three-month annualized rates through December. The difficulty of forecasting in this environment is absolutely astounding. On one hand, the M2 measure of money has contracted in almost recent 12 months, the first time in more than 60 years, after growing over 40% in a two-year time span. On the other hand, even with Federal Reserve's sharp rate hikes, the federal funds rate is still below inflation. Using M2 growth alone and Milton Friedman's lag of six to nine months, we should be seeing the economy begin to slow, which is what retail sales, industrial production, housing, and retail auto sales have been pointing to. And so far, with 256 out of the S&P 500 companies having reported, profits are down 3.1% from a year ago. But it's not just M2. The rebound from COVID lockdowns is over. Stores are back open, airplanes packed, and hotels are filled. Now that we're just back to normal, how much further can things go? We aren't going to have two packed stadium Super Bowls this year, just one and pandemic unemployment checks and PPP loans have run their course. Yes, some state and local governments and school districts have money left, but not much. To our way of thinking, we should see a slump now that the drugs of all that we're borrowing are wearing off. So how and then when did jobs provide such a large upscale surprise? Do employers really know what they're doing? Do they see something that is not showing up in the data? Or is this a delayed reaction? After all, employment is a lagging indicator to issues with hiring and during and after the pandemic. If you couldn't hire workers, but now they have to work, you can expect a soft landing or even a recession at all. Then you grab all the workers you can, when you can. But if there's a hard landing, profits could be squeezed even more. Taking all this into consideration, We don't think the boom in non-farm payrolls is a signal worth following. Many companies, Peloton, Bed Bath & Beyond, Hasbro, and lots of tech stalwarts were winners when services were locked down and people with fresh stimulus funds needed tech. But now that they're either financial trouble or laying off workers. The losers during the lockdowns, which are services, have all reopened, but people aren't going to double their use of services especially with interest rates up and money supply down. 
So while one number from one month seemed to change a lot of people's minds about the economy, we think we're far from the final whistle of the game. This one isn't over yet. Unprecedented actions on the scale that we have experienced in 2022 will bring unexpected results in 23. So while we never want to ignore a number like the January jobs report, we have a question about how much is signal and how much is noise. The economy is just still absorbing the money printed during the pandemic. Inflation has not been eradicated. The Fed is highly unlikely to loosen policy anytime soon, and earnings are likely to fall as the stimulus wears off. That's not a recipe for a simple forecast or a soft landing. Like the Super Bowl, until the game is played, no one knows exactly what will happen. So count us as a little less bullish than conventional wisdom would normally make you think that we are. And let's take a look at our global global roundup here for the week. We found that markets are beginning to take the Fed at its word. Global equities were slightly lower on the week as rising yields offered investors an alternative to stocks. The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury note rose 0.19% to 3.72% from a week ago, while the price of a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil added a dollar to reach 78.50. Volatility as measured by the CBOE Volatility Index, or VIX, rose to 21.5 from 18.5 last Friday. And as we said, Fed officials say that they have more work to do. Numerous U.S. Federal Reserve officials addressed the economic outlook this week, and a strong consensus appears to have developed that the central bank has more work to do before it can declare victory in its battle with inflation. Chair Jerome Powell, speaking at the Economic Club of Washington, D.C., did not go out of his way to protest looser financial conditions, but warned that if tight labor market conditions persist, a higher peak in the Fed's policy rate may be needed. Powell noted that the Fed has a significant road ahead before it can achieve its 2% inflation target. Since the FOMC meeting last week, markets have priced in an additional rate and priced out a rate cut before the end of 2023, bringing market expectations more closely in line with the central bank's higher-for-longer messaging. And looking at a central bank roundup around the world, Mexico's central bank on Thursday raised its rates a half a point to 11%, an unexpectedly large hike. The next move could be smaller than the 50 basis points that the Bank of Mexico announced. The Reserve Bank of Australia raised its rates by a quarter percent to 3.35%, signaling the potential for additional hikes in the coming months. And Sweden's Riksbank raised its rates by half a percent to three percent and called for a stronger krona. The Reserve Bank of India raised rates a quarter percent to six and a half percent and retained a hawkish bias. And the Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Mecklen this week defended the central bank's decision to pause rate hikes, saying that Canada's high level of homeowner indebtedness played a role. We're seeing the reports, of course, that thousands have perished in earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. And the death toll from a series of earthquakes in Turkey and Syria reached 20,000 on Friday as rescue workers raced against time to search for survivors. Thousands of buildings were leveled by two strong quakes, measuring magnitudes of 7.8 and 7.5. Critics of the Turkish government say that it's moved too slowly in responding to the crisis. Turkish President Erdogan faces a re-election this year, with voters set to go to the polls on the 14th of May. And a few quick hits here. The yield on the U.S. two-year note rose 0.35 to 4.5% this week as investors priced in more hawkish Fed bets. The jump in short-term yields pushed the twos and 10-year yield curve. That's the spread between the twos and 10 on Thursday to 0.86%. That's the most inverted level in 42 years. That means that the two years are 0.86% higher than the 10 years. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. We'll be right back.
Wave away the winter blues with $270,000 in cash, free play, and trips. Win your share of paradise every Friday through March with hourly drawings starting at 6 p.m. The Hawaiian vacation of your dreams is closer than you think. Earn entries by playing with your Reef Rewards card. Claim one free daily entry. Unlock fuel discounts of up to 25 cents per gallon at Lummy Bay Market next to Silver Reef when you swipe your rewards card at the pump. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. Do you have friends who say, stop by any time, and you think they don't really mean that? Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's express service means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance, and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary, and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven, and the only certified Subaru tire and service center in the county, 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. Get informed and inspired with Saturday Morning Live on KGMI. Join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family. Sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal, each Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning here on KGMI. I want to thank you for being with us, and we're Asset Advisors. We are located out on the Pacific Highway in the Pacific Commerce Center next to Wilson's Furniture. Our address is 5060 Pacific Highway, Suite 101, Ferndale, 98248. Our phone number is 360-733-1200. And check out our website at wealthwakeup.com. Okay, continuing on with some of our quick hits from around the globe this week. The preliminary February reading of inflation expectations for the next year captured by the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey ticked up to 4.2% from 3.9% in January. Expectations over the 5-10 to year period were steady at 2.9%. And U.S. officials say that the Chinese balloon downed last weekend by U.S. aircraft off the coast of South Carolina was clear equipped to capture signals intelligence that the fleet of such balloons was targeted more than 40 countries spread over all five continents. A unanimous vote that the U.S. House of Representatives on Thursday labeled the balloon's incursion into U.S. airspace as a brazen violation of U.S. sovereignty. And Goldman Sachs this week cut its odds of a U.S. recession in the next 12 months to a quarter percent from 35 percent. The Fed's senior loan officer opinion survey says that credit standards in the U.S. tightened in the fourth quarter while demand for loans also fell. And press reports indicate that Japan's government is considering nominating a new governor for the Bank of Japan on Tuesday, 14th of February. Confirmation hearings for the governor and two deputies would then take place in March. The term of the current governor, Kuroda, ends on the 8th of April. On Friday, Nikki reported that Keizo Yuda is an academic and former member of the Bank of Japan board, is the likely nominee for the post. And U.S. weekly job claims edged up slightly to 196,000 on Thursday, but remain at historically low levels. And after delay in data, Germany reported that preliminary inflation for January eased to 9.2% from 9.6% in December. Bundesbank President Jovem Nege fears inflation will become entrenched in the, if the ECB lets up on the inflation fight too soon. More rate increases will be needed, he said. 
And, of course, U.S. President Joe Biden delivered his annual State of the Union address to a joint session of Congress this week. Investors noted that the president's proposal to quadruple the 1% tax on stock buybacks, that means one going from 1% to 4%, that would take effect this earlier this year, as well as the renewed call for a billionaire tax on unrealized gains. Neither proposal is expected to gain traction due to the opposition for Republicans who control the House of Representatives. Little note on this is 1% tax on buybacks was implemented by the Democrats when they controlled Congress last year. After trending lower for much of 2022, the Mannheim U.S. Used Car Index rose 2.5% in January. And the Fed announced that parameters for its 2023 stress test of large banks, the U.S. unemployment rate rises nearly 6.5 percentage points to a peak of 10%, and the increases in the unemployment rate is accompanied by severe market volatility, a significant widening of corporate bond spreads, and a collapse of asset prices. Again, that are the parameters for the 2023 stress test for banks. And job gains in Canada in January exceeded expectations by a factor of 10. The country saw 150,000 new job hires last month versus a forecast of 15,000. The unemployment rate held steady at 5%. And Russia says it will cut out its oil supply output by 500,000 barrels a day in March, or roughly 5% of January's production. And the U.S. trade deficit hit a record $948 billion in 2022. That's an increase of 12% over the 2021 trade deficit. And Germany's Chamber of Commerce now expects flat growth in 2023 versus an earlier forecast of a 3% contraction in economic output this year. Three of the four firms that still see high energy prices as the biggest impediment to growth. And the European Union's economic sentiment index jumped to minus 8 from minus 17.5. That's the highest reading since right after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And in earnings news, about 69% of the constituents of the S&P 500 index have reported for the fourth quarter of 2022. Blended earnings per share, which combined reported data with estimates for those that have yet to report, shows that earnings declined 5%, while sales rose 4.7%, compared with the same quarter a year ago. According to data from the FactSat research, about 70% of reporters have beaten consensus EPS expectations, which is below the one-year average of 75% and the five-year average of 77%. And we got our December's international trade report in for this week. And the trade deficit in goods and services came in at $67.4 billion in December as imports rose while exports declined. We'd like to focus on the total volume of trade, which is imports plus exports, which signals how much businesses and consumers interact across the U.S. border. That measure grew by $2 billion in December, which was down 2.5% in the fourth quarter on the back of a 1.1% decline in the third quarter. The total volume of trade is still up 4.4% versus a year ago, but continues to show signs of slowing. Unfortunately, the increase in the past year is driven not only by more goods and services, but also by higher prices. Note that Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the easing of COVID restrictions in China may affect trade patterns for some time. The good news is that supply chain problems have improved dramatically. For example, Captain Kip, the executive director of the Marine Exchange of Southern California, declared that container ship backup ended on November 22nd. It took 25 months, but things are finally back to normal in the ports of L.A. and Long Beach. In some cases, weights have just shifted to other ports, but daily freight rates are also falling rapidly, as demand has also weakened. A large part of this is due to the collapse of manufacturing orders in China. In the months to come, Chinese manufacturing will be buffeted by the easing of COVID restrictions, which is good, and a temporary spike in COVID cases, which is bad, as the country suffers through cases postponed by overly strict measures in the past couple of years. If we believe the headlines about decoupling, we would expect to see less trade with China, 
But trade in goods in, in between our two nations hit a record high in 2022. Also notable in this report, the dollar value of U.S. petroleum exports exceeded imports again. For 2022, U.S. petroleum exports exceeded imports in 9 of 12 months. For the full calendar year of 2022, the U.S. became a net exporter again of petroleum products. What this means is much of the release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve just flowed overseas. Not sure that's the best thing that we could have done either. But, you know, politicians are politicians. They make those kinds of decisions, don't they? Okay, well, you know, I get a lot of questions about IRA and IRA planning because people know there's something we really specialize in. And this question came in and he said, my birthday is October 1st, 1950. And are the RMDs based on my turning 72 and 22 or 73 and 2023? He said, I received a notice in 2022 stating that the first one was due by April 1st of 23. But that occurs before I turn 73, which is confusing. And of course, right now, because of the SECURE Act, we are seeing a lot of confusion. So basically, what in this case, what we told them is since they turned 72 in 2022, the first RMD is due for 2022. In other words, if you turned 72 last year, you had to take an RMD, required minimum distribution. However, you are allowed to delay that first RMD into 2023 up until April 1st. So if you didn't get it done last year and you turned 72 last year, you have up until April 1st of this year to get that first one done. And if you did that, you would have two RMDs in 2023, the 2022 RMD, which is due by April 1st, and the 2023 RMD, which would also be due by December 31st of this year. So a little thing to keep in mind. Some confusion going on out there because of the changes in the rules going from 70 to half to 72, now to 73, 10 years from now, 75. It keeps us on a certain toes. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Thanks for being with us. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color. Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. For most of us, our vehicles are one of our most expensive and valuable investments. They're our babies, our friends, our pride and joy. From road trips to grocery runs, trips to school or back and forth to work, our vehicles are there for us every day. When everything is running well, you can't wait to get it out on the open road and just cruise. Unseen problems can turn that joy into agony fast. Keep your baby running great at Bellingham Automotive. Their 99-point bumper-to-bumper inspection will help to ensure that your pride and joy stays with you for years to come. The professionals at Bellingham Automotive will inspect all the nooks and crannies for you so you can focus on more important things, like singing along to your favorite radio station, showing off the perfect window sticker, and filling up your cup holders. With over 30 years of service, you can trust Bellingham Automotive to help you with any regular maintenance needs or unexpected repairs. Schedule your appointment at 360-676-5200 or visit BellinghamAutomotive.com. If you've been seriously injured in a collision, you need someone who will advocate for you. At Bill Coates Law, they care about your case, they care about you, and they'll stand with you to get a fair settlement. After a reckless driver injured me, I didn't want to take on the insurance companies alone but I was also worried about paying for a lawyer. I was glad when Bill Coates told me he could represent me on a contingency fee basis. That means he only gets paid after he wins my case. 
I was very comfortable talking to Bill, and I was glad to have him and his team looking out for me. Bill Coates has helped good people who've been badly hurt recover full and fair compensation. You only pay attorney's fees when they win your case, and there is never any charge to meet to discuss your case in person. Bill Coates Law, helping good people who've been badly hurt recover full and fair compensation. In Bellingham, serving Whatcom Island and Skagit counties. Online at BillCoatsLaw.com. Radio Real Estate with Mike Kent. Every Saturday, I break down what's happened in the market. More importantly, I share expert insight as to what you can expect next with your Whatcom County real estate investment. Radio Real Estate is sponsored by Linden Sheet Metal and Windermere Real Estate. 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Imagine living in Linden, perched above the Nooksack River Valley with Mount Baker and the Cascade Mountains in the distance. Enjoy the peaceful surroundings of the mountains and nearby golf course. Make new friends and get involved in new activities. Enjoy fabulous home-cooked meals and spacious apartments designed with your needs in mind. Enjoy your independence. Visit Linden Manor today on Aaron Drive in Linden next to Bender Ballfields or at lindenmanor.com. Call Janet to arrange your personal tour and see why the residents love Linden Manor. You go to great lengths to keep your carpet clean. Kids, get out of the living room. You spend your days scolding loved ones. Honey, take your shoes off. Trying to create an invisible shield to keep all the dirt and stains out. Welcome to our home. And just please stay on the plastic, okay? From summer's barbecue stains to your kids' dirty cleats, call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city. But sometimes, things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning here in KGMI. You know, with the Secure 2 Act passing at the end of last year, a lot of information coming out there, quite a few changes. I know that I talk about these things quite a bit, and hopefully it's something that uh, you'll find of value. I think because of the amount of information that's out there, I'm going to continue to try to cover things as I see them. But uh, right now I'm going to talk about your retirement savings, and the 401k plans and the Secure to Act 2.0. Basically, an employer-sponsored retirement plan can be one of the most critical features of a compensation package for employees of small businesses. And taking full advantage of this benefit is crucial in order to ensure that individuals are saving and preparing for a financially secure future, particularly given today's volatile economy and concerns surrounding the future of Social Security. The recent signing of Secure 2.0 into law ushers in a comprehensive changes that will help individuals address important retirement savings issues. Some provisions will take effect immediately and impact savings and income planning, while others are going to begin over the next few years. But here are a few important things to keep in mind, including some key provisions from the new law for those looking to build their savings and make the most of the retirement plan. What's more, it's imperative to review your plan status at least annually, as small business plans can change based on how the company is performing. So number one, start early to capitalize on compound interest. 
Investing for retirement may not be at the top of mind for many individuals, how especially in today's challenging inflationary environment. However, the sooner you begin consistently contributing to your retirement plan, the more time that these contributions, along with tax-deferred compounding, will have to help you meet your long-term financial goals. With compound interest, the contributions that you make in your retirement plan and the earnings gained compound over time, which can significantly impact your savings and your ability to achieve your retirement goals. New with Secure 2.0 is a provision stating that in 2025, it's going to require employers launching a new 401k or a new 403b plan to offer auto-enrollment eligible employees as planned participants in a 3 to 10% default range. In other words, employees will have to automatically enroll. And the default will be between 3 and 10%. Though employees can opt out. So while the employer sets up the plan, they're going to have you auto-enroll. But you do have the option of opting out. Maybe you don't want to, though. Further, these contributions must be increased by 1% each year, up to at least 10% which can benefit all savers and especially younger participants. And that's just a rule of thumb that you can use if you're in a 401k plan now. Increase your contributions over a period of time, but you know, try to hit at least a 1% increase each year. You're not going to miss it, and it's better off for you. because, And that 10% number, if you can get to 10%, the quicker you can get to 10% your total contributions, the better off you are. Number two. Contribute as much of your paycheck as possible. We just kind of said that, but for 2023, the IRS raised the annual contribution limit for workplace retirement accounts to 22000 from 20500 That means 401k limits this year, if you're under age 50, you can put away a total of $22,500. In addition to that, you have the catch-up provision for those that are at least 50 years of age, and that went from 6500 to 7500 which means that somebody over age 50 can put away up to $30,000 a year. The IRA contribution catch-up limit will be indexed to be consistent with other retirement plan annual limits starting in 24. These increases allow individuals to contribute more of their retirement plans each year. Beginning in 2025, the Secure 2 Act creates an additional catch-up contributions for individuals between 60 and 63. They'll be able to contribute an additional amount of $10,000 or 150% of the age 50 catch-up limit, whichever is more. Further, the new law will require catch-up contributions for higher paid workers to be made on a Roth basis. That means after-tax money. <coughs> if your company has a particularly strong year, the year-end employer contribution might be higher than normal. Number three, take advantage of the employer match program. One of the best ways to make the most of your retirement plan is to take full advantage of an employer match if your plan offers one. This can vary by company and especially for small businesses. How much an employer will match can change based on how their businesses are performing. If your employer offers a match, ensure that you're at least contributing the maximum amount of money that the company is willing to match. That's like getting a raise just for saving for retirement, and over time, this benefit can be significant. And starting in 2024, the new law will allow employers to match student loan payments up to the applicable contribution limits and deposit those funds in employee retirement accounts as if the student loan repayments were deferrals for a retirement plan. These are just a few of the things that you can do to make the most of your retirement plan. The Secure 2.0 Act includes other provisions that will help such as the ability to roll over the 529 balances, I talked about that yesterday, to Roth IRAs, and a new emergency savings account for highly compensated employees in defined contribution plans. The new law, coupled with a smart, consistent, long-term approach to saving, increases the potential for you to prepare more effectively for a financially secure future. Ultimately, the bottom line is to save. Whether you're close to retirement and not save much or you're 30 years out, it's imperative to be realistic about your plans and commit to save for your future. Okay, well, we keep talking about all these good things of Secure Act 2 and all the other things. I'm going to 
talk a little bit here about Rothamania because I think we're going to see, a, of course, Congress is always looking for ways to try to raise money. So one of the things that they did in Secure 2.0 was do things that were going to encourage you to want to convert to a Roth. And now that it's law of the land, one thing is clear, Rothamania is here. And in their quest for more revenue, Congress has created more options to save with Roth accounts. These accounts bring in immediate revenue that Congress desperately needs because they're after-tax dollars. For retirement savers, these Roth options offer the promise of potential tax-free earnings and withdrawals down the road. So even though you pay tax on it now, later on you get to draw that money out tax-free. So here are five new Roth savings opportunities that have been bought to you by Secure 2.0. Some of these I've mentioned before, so again, a little redundancy. Sorry about that. But Roth SEPs, that's Simplified Employee Pension Plans and Simples. Beginning this year, SEP and Simple Plans will allow Roth contributions. This is great news if you're a small employer. Now these easy and inexpensive retirement plans can offer a Roth option. You may need to be a little patient here. The logistics involved in getting SEP and simple Roth plans off the ground likely will mean that custodians will not have these options immediately available. In other words, because they have to go in and make changes to the plan documents, etc. I haven't seen those coming out yet. I would expect them to start coming out pretty quickly. But that's one of the things you're going to be able to do is use Roth, put Roth money in those simples and, I, and, and SEPs. Especially if you're younger and starting out lower income but you want to put money away. Not not having a big tax bracket right now is not a bad idea to use after-tax money. Second is Roth employer matches. Prior to Secure 2.0, employer matching contributions to a plan had to be made in pre-tax basis. The new law changes this and allows plans to offer employees the option of having matching contributions made to a Roth account. If your employer makes a Roth matching contribution, you will pay income tax on it. This provision is effective for 2023. Again, if you're young, the lower end of the tax bracket, they're doing that match. Maybe you want that money to go tax-free in the future. Maybe you want to pay tax on that now on that employer match. Number three, rollers from 529 plans to Roth IRAs. I covered this pretty extensively in yesterday's show, but I'm going to do a little bit of here again. Secure 2.0 allows rollovers from 529s to Roth IRAs. The provision is effective in 24. If you had concerns about what to do with funds left over in a 529 plan, this could be a good opportunity. Leftover 529 funds can now be rolled over into a Roth IRA in the name of the 529 beneficiary. However, there are restrictions. For example, the plan must have been in place, the 529 plan must have been in place for at least 15 years. Annual rollovers cannot exceed the annual IRA Roth IRA contribution limit, and total lifetime rollovers cannot exceed 35,000. We think there's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Of course, changing beneficiaries on 529 plans has also always been an option. And number four, no lifetime RMDs for Roth plans. Unlike Roth IRAs, Roth accounts in workplace plans have, have been subject to RMDs during the owner's lifetime. Well, beginning in 2024, that's next year, this will no longer be the case. In other words, if we did have to do RMDs off of Roth uh, 401ks, we do not have to do that now. And so that's no longer the case. Your Roth plan dollars will be excluded from the RMD calculation. And number five, more Roth catch-up contributions. As you get closer to retirement, the rules allow you to step up your retirement plan contributions. Starting in 2024, if you higher income, age 50 or older, and you want to make catch-up plan contributions, you must make them as Roth contributions. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Enjoy your retirement at Meadow Greens, a retirement community offering warm, welcoming, independent, and assisted living apartments. Located on a premier golf course in beautiful Linden with panoramic views of green rolling hills and snow-capped mountains, Meadow Greens offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and complimentary unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. One- and two-bedroom apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a more social meal at the Outward Nine Restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. Then relax with a glass of wine with friends or cozy up next to the fireplace with a good book in the library lounge. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. 
Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. Nugent's Corner Market and Hardware is your locally owned and operated grocery and hardware store, proud to source delicious and healthy food from local farmers, producers, ranchers, and fishers, and proud to serve the residents and visitors of the Mount Baker foothills. Whatever you need, there's a very good chance you'll find it at the Nugent's Corner Market and Hardware at a fair price. Make the Nugent's Corner Market and Hardware your first and last stop of the day. Nugent's Corner Market and Hardware, open seven days a week from 8 until 8. KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment, from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG 1170.com. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning here on KGMI. Thanks for being with us as always. If you've got questions for us, you can give us a call 360-733-1200. Start out talking about a step-by-step 12-month financial plan. You know, new year, new you, right? We're a month into the new year. Are you still adhering to your resolutions? Whether you're hanging in or have given up, breaking down a goal into tasks or a checklist may help you succeed or achieve to a larger degree. Let's break down your goals calendar into monthly achievable tasks to create many wins and inspire additional success throughout the year. So if your resolution is to take hold of your personal finances, either on your own or in partnership with a financial planner, here is an annual checklist. In January, review your prior year goals and achievements and update any additions or subtractions from your cash flow. The jumping off point is cash flow. You want to understand what is coming in versus what is going out to inform your choices about whether a purchasing pattern is worth continuing and then confirm that your emergency cash reserve is where it should be as well. Three to six months of expenses is typical. For the month of February, gather last year's tax documents in preparation for this year's filing. Scan personal records and receipts and documents, mortgage interest, property tax bills, etc. into a folder throughout the year. Then upload everything into your tax preparer. And in March, Assess your investments. Are your mutual funds, stocks, bonds, etc. performing as you expected? Do you need to make changes? Reevaluate your retirement account contributions. Have you received a raise recently? Did you increase your contributions in tandem with your future self to give yourself a raise also? Take a look at any employee stock options to see if they were vested, meaning that you actually now own them. Have you let them build up for so long that you now have compromised half of your portfolio? If so, you may want to think about ways to diversify your holdings. Then in April, review your tax return. Is there anything you missed out on? Could you have just executed a Roth conversion because of last year's income was lower than usual? Should you have attempted to lower your income to avoid the net investment income tax or NIIT? Consistent tax planning could save you many, many bucks over your lifetime. Reviewing your return right after filing it will give you ample time to take advantage of any current year opportunities. We have a program that we use where we can scan your tax return and sit down and take a look at some of these opportunities that you may have missed, but something to look forward to that you could do in 2023. Again, you can give us a call, 360-733-1200. And in the month of May, look for tax loss harvesting, if warranted. Most people wait until the end of the year to sell their losses to offset their gains, but you don't need to. Anytime the market goes down and you have a loss, you can consider this, which is why I list this as a reminder in May. And in June, survey your student loans, mortgage, and other consumer debt 
I've added this as a June task for 2023 because the President Biden's student loan moratorium is set to expire on the 30th of June unless the Supreme Court intervenes beforehand. Research rates. Can you obtain a lower loan without paying unnecessary fees or giving up existing rights? July, enjoy your vacation. Everyone needs a break. And come August, update your estate plan. Do you have current will and or trust? Do you have the right people in position of durable power of attorney, medical power of attorney, guardian for your children? These can all be updated as necessary. And while you're at it, confirm that the beneficiary of your retirement account is still the person you intended to be. There are plenty of stories of divorced spouses who are pleasantly surprised that they receive an ex's retirement account. And make sure you know where all of your important documents are stored and ensure that a trusted contact knows where to find them if necessary. And in the month of September, scrutinize life and disability insurance. Any changes in your life, such as a marriage, a divorce, or a new child, warrants a review. If you find that you're lacking insurance, you may be able to increase your amounts next month during open enrollment. And then come October, review and update your employee benefits. If necessary, fall is typically when companies offer open enrollment and a chance to change your existing benefits. Fill out your FAFSA forms. That's your free application for federal student aid if you have children approaching or currently enrolled in college. Even if you don't qualify for federal aid, many schools will require the form prior to issuing a merit aid. The application opens each year October 1st and can be rewarded first come, first served, so don't delay. And number next, review your college savings accounts to make sure that you're on track. Month of November. This is you use it or lose it. You have a flexible spending account or FSA. It's time to start thinking about using the funds or risk forfeiting your unspent cash. This is why so many people buy prescription glasses towards the end of the year. And the month of December. Take any required minimum distributions or RMDs or suffer the consequences of an IRS fine. Also make sure that if you're going to do any qualified charitable donations that you get them done, especially try to get them done before the 1st of December. To be honest, it's a headache to try to try, try to process those things all at the last minute. We do it, but it, sometimes we can't guarantee that the custodians are going to get them done. So it's important to give you a little, a little bit of a head start there. Also grant any intended charitable donations. Again, QCDs are included in that. You know, this is not an exhaustive financial checklist. It's the starting point for you. It's a fairly comprehensive list that you should go through each year, either on your own or with your partner or side by side with your financial planner. This should also help you if you decide to work with a financial planner to help set expectations. Anyone who wants help from you in March should be passed over. In other words, if they're going to wait, let them wait. Move on. Okay. Well, a lot of Social Security myths, a lot of things that we're seeing could be steering you wrong out there. Social Security is one of those topics that many often think that they know all about. And you know what that means? It's fertile ground for trouble and poor financial decisions. Misinformation about Social Security is so pervasive that the Social Security Administration has published articles now archived at ssa.gov to counter some of the misconceptions making their way around the internet. Number one, I frequently run into social security myths. Here are five that come up time after time. Myth number one, that there are no taxes on social security benefits. That has not been true for nearly 40 years, yet people still believe it. Benefits were not taxed until 1984, following President Reagan's signing of a bipartisan bill with Social Security amendments. The changes resulted in a report by the National Commission of Social Security Reform, led by Alan Greenspan, that was set up to address the program's financial crisis. According to the Social Security Administration, about 40% of people who receive benefits must pay income tax. Income limits dictate who pays income tax on benefits and what portion of those benefits are taxable. For example, couples filing jointly with a combined income of more than $44,000 are going to see up to 85% of their Social Security benefits subject to income tax. So if you have income from other sources, such as investments or pensions, they'll probably be subject to federal income tax at a good portion of these benefits. There are other potential deductions for monthly Social Security payments. 
if you've signed up for Social Security and Medicare Part B insurance, its Part B premium will be automatically be deducted from your Social Security monthly payments. And if you choose a Medicare Advantage or Part D prescription drug plan, you can elect to have Social Security deduct and pay those premiums directly to the insurer. Myth number two, filing decisions are final. You may have find yourself when you go into your next meeting with your advisor and the meeting with the news that for Social Security that the unexamined decision basically could cost quite a lump lump benefit. So basically, make sure that your filing decisions are final. Stay calm. Social Security does not allow beneficiaries some wiggle room. You can change your, your mind about filing and withdrawing within the first 12 months of collecting. This is allowed only once and they must pay back whatever you've collected. And that repayment includes any Medicare benefits that were deducted from your Social Security. People who've reached their full retirement age but are not yet 70 can also suspend their benefits. They have earned retirement credits for each month that benefits are suspended, leading to a higher benefit in the future. So full retirement plan age now, for example, for somebody born in 1960 or later, is age 67, but each year that you delay taking your Social Security, you have an 8% increase in the amount of benefit. Number three myth, Social Security is only for people who are no longer working. Age 65 is no longer a milestone for people's lives, aside from the fact that they become eligible for Medicare. Many work well into their 60s or even their 70s. Many are collecting Social Security while they work. So here are a few rules in brief. If you collect Social Security before your full retirement age, the Social Security Administration may deduct their benefit $1 for every $2 that you earn over an income limit this year of $21,240. In the year that you reach your full retirement age, the income cap is is set for $56,520 this year. But if you take out over that, if your income is over that, $1 for every $3 is deducted. And then once you're in your full retirement age, there is no limit or penalty for earning income. You can just keep earning all you want. The income limits for working Social Security beneficiaries are examined annually, and Social Security determines the cost of living adjustment. Myth number four, every worker is eligible for Social Security benefits. Again, this isn't true. Certain rail, particularly railroad and sub-government employees, including some teachers at public schools and universities, do not pay into Social Security and are not eligible. Of course, there are people in this category who did pay into Social Security. If they have at least 40 quarters, they may be eligible. And myth number five, when a spouse dies, the widowed spouse is eligible for both the survivors and their own benefit. This is not true, but it's a pervasive myth. People think that they're going to get both. They're not. A widowed spouse can receive survivor's benefits at age 60 and not before. If there's a full retirement age for survivor's benefits, it's different from the individual's retirement age. And if a widow's spouse is eligible for their own Social Security benefit, they can collect a survivor's benefit and then file for their own benefit, choosing whichever is higher. Perhaps they can wait as long as age 70 and let that 8% a year kick in. A lot will depend on whether they're working or have other sources of income. A lot of examples I can talk about. I do talk about a lot of questions I get on Social Security. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here for today. Don't forget our live shows on Saturdays at 11 o'clock. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for call, uh, listening. Got questions for me? Give me a call, 360-733-1200. The opinions voiced in Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, a registered investment advisor.